Rachel Carter. And this is Life Cycles. The period podcast. A podcast where we talk about life, cycles, and our periods. Periods. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, friends. This is the fourth episode of Life Cycles, the period podcast. Um, And before we dive into (laughs) our topic of hormones, we're going to start with a segment we like to call Moon Moon Moments. Moments Moments with the moon. Drop that moon shit on me. All right, that moon shit be that today is April 19th, 2019. Okay. Right after we're like, let's do a whole episode with accents. <laughs> and I was like, absolutely not. And then, and then what do I do? I do exactly that because I am a Leo rising. Uh, All right, sorry. Rewind. Today is April 19th. And it is a full moon in Libra. <laughs> what does it mean, Meredith? Tell us, what does it mean? What does a full moon mean? A full moon means that it is a time of illumination, realization, activation. A lot of shuns. Yeah, fulfillment, okay? This is a time where the moon is literally pulling energy out of us right so gross it's a great time to release things and to let go right so we planted some seeds with the new moon and now basically we're seeing like how much of that has like come to fruition and also what needs to be like released in order for us to continue right all right the libra part it means that there's going to be realizations fulfillments releasing with our partnerships, Mm. our one-on-one relationships, Okay, right? So Libra is part of the identity axes with Aries, right? Those two are opposites. That's why it's a full moon because the sun is in Aries right now. The moon is in Libra. The sun is directly across from the moon. Therefore, (laughs) it's a full moon. The sun is shining all of its light on the moon. I wish everyone could see how confused my face is and how big (laughs) your eyes are. Rachel, get it. Do you get it? I was like, uh. If you don't get it, they won't get it. So, Oh, I get it. Okay, it's on you in this moment. I get it, and I don't get it. Every time there's a full moon, the sun is directly across from it. And every time there's a new moon, the sun and the moon are right next to each other. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay, great. I feel that. Okay, great. And um, so... Libra and Aries make up the identity axis. So this is a full moon of like really getting to know who we are and seeing who we are and what we need to work on or what we aren't through our partnerships, right? Yeah. So oftentimes the things that bother us about other people are the things that bother us about ourselves. So if we can take that moment (laughs) to see our partnerships as mirrors compassionate mirrors obviously um we can look at like maybe the self-sabotaging habits that we have or the or the lack mindset that we have or the abundant mindset that we have or Mm -hmm. you know the the compassionate you know loving 
care we give ourselves through the mirror of our partner, whatever one it is for us, right? And there's obviously going to be a mixture of both. Right. Um, but yeah, I would say this is a time to really like, if there are partnerships that aren't serving you, you know, bring, trim the fat. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be like, <laughs> you're gone, but it can be like, yo, these are things that I'm noticing. So that it doesn't I'm, serve me. I'm just like no longer here for it. Super easy to say, different to do in practice. Really fucking hard to do. Yeah, and that's totally fine. Like that's. But just start saying it. Slowly enough, you'll believe it. Then you'll do it. Yeah, I was in a. I was doing a breathwork course this month, and my teacher Aaron Telford was like, "It's so cute when people are like, oh yeah, release the things that aren't serving you. So Mm -hmm. easy to put on Instagram. Oh yeah, so much harder to like do in real life. So." Just yeah. be, being compassionate for yourself. If it's not this full moon, like it'll be exactly when it's supposed to be. And there'll be other full moons. Mm-hmm. Jump but, on that next one. But the, ener- the energy just might be like really high tension. Might You know, you might have some anxiety or trouble sleeping or whatever. Just it's temporary because it's part of a cy- cycle. <laughs> right. So nothing's linear. That's linear. where we're at. That is where we're at. So, yeah, that's where the moon is at. Rachel, where are you in your phase of your menstrual cycle? Ugh. Okay, so I'm like chilling real hard in the follicular phase, which we were talking about because my period just ended, I don't remember, a couple days ago. Okay. And side note, it was one of the longest periods I've had in a while. Really? How many days? Did Eight you- fucking days. Okay. It's pretty average. Average? How, like, how many days are yours? When I said average, I didn't mean it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? I got fucking so gypped. But it's normal, yeah. I think, to have. Or maybe it's not. Mine are usually like Don't five. quote me on that. And in that, I'm like, okay, five, I can fuck with this. I can handle this. Okay, it's supposed to be three to seven days. What? Three? Yeah. I need to meet the people of three and just slap <laughs> okay. them okay. just a little. All right. Now you're just being hostile. No, I'm just being jealous as fuck. Because <laughs> that look, sounds beautiful. Look at what the full moon is bringing out of you right in this moment. I know. Jealousy. We were talking about the follicular phase and you were like, it's about, you know, being so creative and like sexy. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck any of that is because I don't feel any of it at all. Aww. I'm like, all of the things are that are supposed to be there are just not I'm like in the phase where I want to like, I apologize to the people I'm out with in public. And it's those things where it's like, no one notices this bullshit. You know, where you have like, I've lately for me, it's been like the bad skin thing. I had one zit and I apologized to everyone I was out in public with. I was like, sorry, I have to be seen with this monster. And everyone was like, what? Oh, this was during your follicular phase or were you still menstruating? Yeah, this is now. And also probably when I was menstruating, but like this whole menstrual phase for me was just really long. It got to a point where I was like, when will it fucking end? And then it did because it always does. And then here we are here and we're talking about follicular phase Mm -hmm. and you were like spewing all these things at me and I was like, I don't see any of this right now. Well, which is a bummer, which is cool because it's going to lead us into our topic about hormones. Like when we talk about maybe why you're not feeling that way, but now it's about me. So we're going to <laughs> so we're gonna just do a hard turn and talk yeah. about my phase. What about your phase? Thank you so much. I'm in the follicular <laughs> phase as well. 
I don't know if you guys have realized, but Rachel and I are synced up. Which is weird, because remember when we first started about... When we started talking about doing this, we weren't. We weren't, no. And we've slowly synced up. Yeah, we have. And we'll talk about that myth at some point on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Or like, if it's a myth, or like, I don't know, whatever the fuck. But (laughs) I'm in the follicular phase. Feelings associated with the follicular follicular phase. (laughs) Feeling revitalized, extroverted, social like sharp mental skills, prime for brainstorming and problem solving, creativity peaks, libido increases. And I just want to say that I am indeed feeling all of those things, okay? I've also been getting hella sleep, so it could be associated with lots and lots of sleep. But like today, I just felt like revitalized in like my ideas for my business and like I had some like really like creative and concrete ways that i want to like start moving forward i had really good sex (laughs) so like i'm just feeling like okay yeah like the menstrual phase for me lasted seven days average well not average (laughs) don't know why i said average average is a technical (laughs) term and i was misusing it but um three to seven is what and to be fair because i chart my period um i want to say that if I'm looking at my chart, three of those days were spotting. What? Yeah. So the first two and the last two were spotting days. And the rest were bleeding. Real but, shit. Well, one day was probably the, there's probably like two days that were the heaviest. Yeah. That's usually where I'm at too. Like mm-hmm. the first couple of days, like the heaviest. I would say like spot and then like the, like and then yeah the next day it's like which is fine because i'm like just get over with i actually think the bleeding part is not the worst part it's everything that comes with it for me okay so we can officially i know we had a yeah okay (laughs) but yes i agree with you the hormone thing is definitely something we're going to be talking about and i would say that's the part i'm struggling with not struggling with but i've been experiencing more prominently okay and in life um but yeah i would say right now with my follicular phase feeling good feeling energized feeling creative this is the phase right after menstruation yeah and it lasts about two weeks up to ovulation will you soak it up on my behalf thank you i think my menstrual phase just decided to like keep going sans blood so it was like okay but there you have it you know there you have it you know but you get weird on my behalf i will thank you you're welcome Rachel is um, been doing something very creative during her menstrual phase. Oh yes, creative, bold, stupid, just wonderful. All of the things. And she's going to introduce it to you guys right now. All right. So I'm going to lay it on you. Lay it on us. I think I'm going to call it the period project. What up? I tried to sing. Now it's beautiful voice of you. Everyone's been telling me I got blender voice. Tried to sing. So, regretted immediately. So rude. So, but rude to myself, which I consent to. So, my thing I want to start trying is every period I want to try a different hack. Whether that be a product, whether that be a myth we've heard, whatever the fuck it ends up being. Because I've heard a lot of shit where I'm like, okay, like the one which secretly fuck you for the person who suggested this to me was they said oh doesn't working out extra hard on your period make the symptoms go away and i was like guess i'll find out 
So each period, I'm going to try a different type of product, myth, experience, and I'm going to commit to just that. So this month, I tried the menstrual cup, which I had heard of like a couple years, and I honestly shit all over it. The second I heard of it, I was like, that is fucked. No. And so I've decided in this in this whole period project thing, something I'm going to be really conscious of is just trying that product or just trying that thing. Okay. Because I've seen reviews for like a menstrual cup, but people will be like, oh, but, you know, my vagina felt tired, so I used a tampon instead one night. Or I used a pad or I used – it's like, to me, that's like, well, you're not really like – expressing what the product does if you're doing six other things such, you have so much fixed energy it's so apparent in these moments i know you're like um if you don't do it 100 you don't do it at all but yeah I like come correct or don't come at all <laughs> okay that's what i'm going i with. just want to say to all of you listening i don't agree with rachel but i support her vision agree so if you're on my side go go you but if you're on rachel's <laughs> side also go like, you. like do your damn thing but also like you know I see you. So how was so it anyhow. bleeding into a silicone okay. cup? So I go to get the menstrual cup. And there's a plethora of choices. Really? Yeah. Which surprised me. I just went to a CVS. Okay. I didn't go to like an exotic like period foods. place. No. I was like, okay. I went to a regular old CVS. They had a Diva cup. And they had the one I ended up picking, which is called Intamina. And the reason I chose it was it was collapsible. Okay. And it came in like this tiny container. Okay. And something about that, I was like, that's cool right so i get it and honestly i was really excited to try these different period things until i bought it and i went home and was like man i wish i could just use a tampon yeah i looked at it and was like i need to come correct (laughs) (laughs) oh my god i love it but really and truly i was like oh fuck so i don't know about you but when i heard of menstrual cups my first like hell fucking no to it was I thought of it like coming out, like taking it out. I thought that was going to be like crazy messy. I was like, I hope I can like contain the blood. I pictured blood on the walls, blood like on the floor, blood on my future children, like everywhere. I pictured it to be like a horror story. Uh-huh. Was it? No. Which like, what the fuck? You that is what, it. yeah, that's what everyone talks about being the scary part of menstrual cups is taking it out. That part is so easy. Mm-hmm. That part, like, okay, so you like to insert the cup, you have to like bend it in half mm-hmm. and it goes in. Mm-hmm. The real bitch of that whole experience is getting it in. Right. Twisting I, it. I so felt like, open. yeah, that whole thing, it's like all hands on deck. Every finger, every toe, every everything helps get that sucker in. Mm-hmm. And then you have to like twist it, like you said. And it makes this like noise. And that's how you know it's like locked yeah and you pull on it that was the real demon of the whole thing was getting it in where in my head i'd been told taking it out was gonna be fucked right but i committed to the whole thing i used it the entire time i used nothing else did you clean it yes what'd you use to clean it (laughs) i'm asking the real questions right i boiled it in hot water every day no how many times? Okay, so the first thing I did was the first day I had it, Yeah, I brought a bottle of like water. Yeah. And all my friends were like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm going to rinse it with bottled water. They're like, no, use the sink water. And it's like, Arizona has crazy hard water. I don't want to like clean it in that and then put it in there. But they're like, 
you're going to bring a bottle of water every time we go to the bathroom. I'm like, wouldn't be the weirdest thing I brought to a bathroom. True. So, but, um, I boiled it. My boyfriend was not happy about me using the pot. Well, he was like, but I like the pots. And I was like, but like, also like, also shit can happen with boiling this. water. We put fucking salmonella chicken in the shit. Right. Like I'm going to put it inside me. Like, like it needs fine. to be clean. We'll but so soap. like, we'll clean the pot. It was surprisingly, I didn't hate it as much as I thought I was going to. I really went into it being like, I'm going to rip this apart. This is going to be fucking gross. I went swimming with it. I did all the things I out swimming. I was like, this is totally fine. And actually, one of my friends has a boat, and she's like really into that whole thing. And she was hating on it. But then I told her, I'm like, you only change it every 10 to 12 hours. So this is like the perfect product if you're going to be like out in the nature, right. if you're going to be camping, if you're not going to have like access to like a bathroom. I did also try using it in a stall, like at a mm. public place without a sink. That was something I was like, okay, how does this work? The answer is it just sucks. Yeah. It can be done, but it sucks. Well, because like that, that was my experience using a Diva Cup is like, sure, I can clean it with like Cetaphil or like, mm-hmm. a, you know, like a gentle soap when I'm like at home or like in a private bathroom yeah. and I just happen to carry Cetaphil around. Me. Yeah. But like, if you don't, you're just putting like a dirty. Yeah. Cup it didn't back feel clean because I took like a thousand rolls of toilet paper and I took it out I dumped it that part was easy but then like the whole time I just felt like I was like didn't want to touch anything because I didn't want to leave the space dirty for whoever else comes into it next but also get that shit on your hands yeah did you wash your hands before you did it of course that's good that was a lie the second I said of course (laughs) I was like no (laughs) I did not wash my hands before okay I definitely washed them after though Okay. Because there was no choice. Right. Like, it was everywhere. Well, obviously. But I did not wash them Do you before. have bacterial vaginosis? No. That's good. I mean, hopefully not. You'll know. Right? I feel like you would smell it, see it, and taste it. All of those things would be true. that was the experience. Yes. But these are the gross things I noticed about it. One thing, I noticed more like, I'm going to call them period loogies. Clots. I'd take the cup out, mm-hmm. and I'd have this, like, dangler. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why? But then I realized, like, okay, usually it's going into the tampon. Mm-hmm. It's getting absorbed. I pull it out. It's just the blood. And so you take the cup out, and it's like this loogie just mm-hmm. hanging that you, like, try and swing out. And then when you have to go in. I did get blood on my shoes at one point. Okay. Which was like. Were they white? Yeah. You know they were. You know they were white. They were, like, my only pair of tennis shoes I have. You know what? There's no shame. Now. I know. There's a piece of myself born child on, your on my shoe. shoe and immediately I, I took my shoe off and put my shoe in the sink and it's like what the fuck is going on because it's such a it can be such a messy situation okay and another thing so this one i don't have affirmation of this but this is just like what i heard on the streets so i had period sex then right afterwards i thought oh i'll go put the cup in then i was like hold the fucking phone I don't know about you, but after I have sex, sometimes like the jizz will just like fall out. Oh, yeah. Which is you go to the bathroom so that you can. The funnest thing that ever has happened to anyone, especially when you're in your period because then it comes out red. Yeah. It's like just a weird thing to experience. And I have a sense I joke with myself that as I get older, the jizz is staying in there longer. Really? I feel like sometimes I'll have times where I have sex. 
I wake up the next morning, I stand up and it falls out. It's like hanging out overnight. I'm so serious. Really? Yeah. So like after after it happens, the sex, I'm like, oh, go put the cup in because it was like a heavier day. I'm like, wait a second. If I put the cup in, is the cup then just going to fill with jizz? Did it? So I'm sitting on the toilet. I'm like, what the fuck do I do? Did you push it out? And I, I literally like was on the toilet for like 30 minutes. Just like hoping it would all come out. And I Googled all this stuff. And I'm not claiming to be a doctor. I don't know anyone's life. But this is what people are saying. Women were using diva cups to get pregnant. Like to keep the jizz up in Right? There? Interesting. Yeah. So like what they would do is after they would have sex, even if they weren't on their period, they would put a diva cup in to keep the sperm closer. But I feel like gravity is a thing. But also here's the thing. <laughs> As a nut not a professional mm-hmm. unless you're unless you have cervical fluid that's keeping that sperm alive you just got dead fucking sperm right? up in you yeah so i don't know it's like I, I came across a lot of like weird blogs and things of people being like sometimes they would just have their husband like jizz in the diva cup and then put it inside them and it was wow. like this whole community of women so romantic <laughs> definitely really hot but all these like women talking about like using that to try and get pregnant interesting well which, you know what props to them for being yeah. creative in a way that makes sense to them right who am i to judge because i don't know the facts but i think i think again just speculating if you don't have cervical fluid it's not keeping the j- the sperm alive and, and then at that point it's just jizz gravity right so there's a lot of things but i like came across that and i didn't even think about that until i tried the cup uh-huh. and was in the situation so i was just like oh for anyone like using a cup in the future like just think about that right but overall what's your rating like out of five yeah five being i'll use this every period until i hit menopause one being i wish i could return it but it has my blood on it. <laughs> i would go like a three and a half or a four. Oh, i damn. was really surprised that's great the going in part sucked but everything else was like so easy and it was nice to go to the bathroom and not be like oh shit do i have a tampon or oh do i have enough pads for the day or do i have enough this this and that and it was comfortable right it didn't like sustainable yeah and it's like eco-friendly and all that stuff but like i definitely think i'll try it again in the future did you boil it before you put it in its baggie no (laughs) (laughs) but you're gonna boil it before you put it back in you yeah, that'd be the goal. Now in the period pot. Definitely the goal. Because let me tell you, I used the Diva Cup when I was in college. And I did not boil it like ever. <laughs> but I used C to fill to clean it because they said you could. And I definitely gave myself bacterial vaginosis. And definitely had a smelly <laughs> vagina. <with> this <gasps> chunky discharge. Uh. So let me tell you, ladies. Or let me say, let me tell you, vagina havers. If you have a stinky, clumpy, discharge vagina <laughs> that smells like fish, you got yourself bacterial vaginosis. Get it looked at. Or something else. Have someone put their head down there and it has a medical degree. Honestly, you don't, yeah, because like you'll smell it even when how long did How long was it going on before you were like, I okay. had it for a long time. And you just thought your vagina smelled that? Yeah. I just thought like, this is my life now. Right. Like I'm just the girl with the smelly puss. Yeah. And then I went in to have a, you know, a, a pap mm. and got the results In the doctor back. was like, whew. 
Whew. Doctor's like, oh, I don't no. even need to okay. test this. First of all, no, <laughs> fuck you. Okay, that would be the rudest doctor ever. But second of all, got the, she called me up. She's like, yeah, you got bacterial vaginosis. We're going to give you some antibiotics. But because I had had it for so long, it just like really fucked up the flora of my vagina. Whoa. And um, it's back to normal now. But Okay, well, that's good. Yeah. But ladies, I mean, vagina havers, just know like diva cups can fuck you up if you're not prudent dude I, that's one thing i would say is i feel like it's an effective method but you have to be like sanitary about yeah, it yeah you gotta be good about it because it's like porous and you know it's something you're like lingering inside of you for 10 hours like mm-hmm. i definitely think it's a viable option and i think especially for someone who's like going camping or going mm-hmm. on a boat or doing something where they have no access to a bathroom i was like get it right you can poop with it you can pee with it you can do all the things with it true but like clean the shit out of it like a lot like just be that was hard but i was lazy there's so many times where i'd give it a good yeah. rinse and be like that's good and it's not and then i'd bend it and put it inside me and be like no it's fine i'm telling you and now i'm thinking like really i didn't careful. boil it when i put it back in you're right be really careful be really careful dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> but also i'm glad that you gave it three out of five stars or 3.5 yeah out of five stars um you know, I think every woman should explore it. Honestly, you talking about it, I was like, yeah, there were really great moments about having it. Yeah. But yeah, like, I think I'm just, I think I'm, I'm more into free bleeding right now. <laughs> I need to like, we'll talk about that at some point. But oh, yeah. if I could just like, never put anything up my vahoo. It's other definitely. Than a, a, other than a weenie. <laughs> <laughs> or my finger or a finger <laughs> of a loved one. then i wouldn't i feel that but yeah yeah, so that's what i'm gonna do so next month i'm gonna try something else and if people want to like write in ideas or give me or participate to do yeah i would love to hear what are you using next month so that they can prepare okay so i heard of this thing called flex it's a menstrual disc Okay. First of all, it's like the size of your fucking hand. Okay, you can't go into all the details right now because that will ruin your next. <laughs> As segment. I'm just like talking about, I have not tried it, but that's where my okay my headspace so, is yo, for next month. You want to participate next month with her? She'll yeah. be bleeding in about I don't know three weeks. <laughs> you can uh you can get the flex. Yeah, and we can all compare. Or you can thoughts. get the cup and comment yeah. on our Instagram. I would love or to hear people's us. experiences. I wouldn't, but Rachel, will. I'm just kidding. <laughs> i am being an asshole i love it though thank you (laughs) all right guys this episode's topic formally but like whatever we talk about whatever we want but we like our goal is to talk about like something in our life something about cycles and something about our periods right right and periods in general yeah um sometimes one has more of the other we don't know what we're doing we're trying (laughs) this month is about hormonal health yeah hormones our hormones our hormones we're not like doctors or professionals. We not act- quite. We actually have like no information really mm-hmm. about hormones, like other than a couple things. And like our personal experiences. Yeah. But that's pretty much where we're coming from with, that's the point of view we're coming from at this point with hormones. It's just like what we've been experiencing with our hormones. And we hope to interview a women's hormonal health coach in the next coming weeks to share like actual knowledge. Some real knowledge. Yeah. So yeah. Drop some some info bombs on you um but yeah i hormonally i think am not like i think my hormones are off the last couple months i have not been ovulating um because i've been charting it 
using the fertility awareness method, which yeah. I mentioned in the second episode. And obviously, if you're not ovulating, I guess it's not obvious, but if you're not <laughs> if you're not ovulating, your hormones can be off like out of whack yeah Yeah, because like estrogen progesterone like you're it's like this fine balancing act of these two hormones and the reason i think something's up is because i have been getting acne for the first time since high school which sucks (sighs) and i feel like the lie is they're like oh you get it in high school like you said like that's like when you're supposed to have your peak acne but the truth is it never fucking stops so here's the thing like it's probably hormonal right yeah. like because i'm like i didn't have acne i don't know four months ago yeah I had like a little like splotch of redness on my mm-hmm. face but it's just like kind of and it's different acne than like what i had in high school like in high school i had like way more whiteheads and not to, like i do have some whiteheads now but i had just like small red bumps and like just like kind huh. of splotches of redness so i have the privilege and the opportunity to see a Chinese medicine doctor like bi-weekly. I've been yeah. seeing her since May of last year. Well, so that's what you do like your cupping, your acupuncture. Yeah, auricular medicine, the whole thing um, and herbal medicine. And so I've been mentioning the redness like the last couple months. I feel like maybe it's because I have a boyfriend now and <laughs> yeah. I'm having sex or something. Life has to even itself so out. I'm like what is the variable? And I'm like, yeah. well, there's a bunch of jizz coming up in me and now mm-hmm. i was like is it him i don't know because i'm like is it is it gluten is it sugar is it dairy i'm like none of that shit affected me before like, right just, chances are it's something you like i <laughs> do you think like, i just don't know what it is right and like yeah the mind can just be like solve this problem solve this problem it's your fault it's your mm-hmm. fault um and so now she's giving me some herbs to take for my hormones okay i've been taking them for almost a week and i feel like it has gotten better. What are the specific herbs? Do you know? No. Who knows? Some Chinese. It's like a blend. And she writes the name on the... It's like powder that I, I put like three scoops into hot water a day and, and drink. Ugh, this, does it taste gross? It doesn't taste good. <laughs> it's um, like the whole celery juice thing that people are doing now. Where it's like, just get it down. But it's also, my Chinese medicine doctor would be like, don't do that. Because <laughs> it's cold. Well, not only that, but like... You have like electrolytes inside your cells mm-hmm. and you have electrolytes outside your cells and you want them to be balanced. Yeah. And when you drink juice or drink vegetable broth, you're like taking in this like immense amount of electrolytes that now throw off the balance between the inside and the outside of the cell. Okay. So your body starts trying to like correct it and it actually like causes trouble. Ugh. So like, yeah, like the very first time I went to her, she was like, stop drinking fruit juice. Don't, don't consume vegetable broth. Like. And I was like, what a shame. I really love my vegetable broth, you know. And also like <laughs> smoothies, like cold smoothies. I mean, she just like blew yeah. a lot of like health myths like out of the water for me with mm-hmm. like per her Chinese traditional Chinese medicine theory. Okay. You know, that's like their point of view. Do you feel like the herbs are helping? Like, I, Well, here's the thing. Yeah. Question mark? <laughs> it's hard to tell. Like I just got off my period. So that's a huge part of it. Yeah. You know, it's like was this part of like the hormones happening during my period yeah or pms or i don't know so I feel like the next like week or so then i'll be like really telling right because like that's all because to be back. fair like i feel like last cycle during like ovulation i had 
also like a like more redness like it another it's surge. not just happening when i'm on my yeah when i'm menstruating so chinese herbs are the way i'm going right now another consideration is taking out my iud yeah i feel like you've been on the fence with that for a while <sighs> i have and i literally called plant parenthood last week and like they have this system where if you're on hold so I was like number four in line or something. They're like, put your number in and we'll call you when it's your turn. So oh, like, yeah. So I do that. And then they never call me. <laughs> and so I'm like, is this a sign from the universe that I shouldn't get my IUD taken out? Mm. Like, I just don't know. So I need to just like keep reading, taking charge of your fertility. Yeah, keep charting. Keep charting. Keep, keep collecting information. Because like right now this IUD is making it so that I'm not getting pregnant. And not to say that I couldn't do that without it, because mm-hmm. I can, but it would include condoms. Yeah. So that's, it's just a big decision to make. And so I think maybe, I don't know, I go back and forth. But <clears throat> that's kind of where I'm at with hormones is like. I'm curious how that's going to play out. Yeah. And like, yeah, having acne and it's like not like I want to be like, I want to clarify, like this is a very small problem in the scope of the world yeah but it sucks i recognize my privilege and like where i'm at and like for other people who have acne like you're beautiful i'm beautiful like it's it's not even about that it's just noticing like okay this is something i haven't experienced it's just like hard because it's it's like it's something you like at least for me like when i break out it's something i can't not think about like i'm very conscious of it like when i'm talking to people i'm like they see the zit like that's all they're looking at which nine times out of ten is not the case they don't care yeah but i obsess over it so much that like my reality is like oh god that's all they see yeah i think a big part i think a thing that i'm trying to like channel during this time is like you gotta love yourself no matter what meredith whether you've got zits all over your face Mm -hmm. or you have like just whatever it is like you still deserve love. You're still worthy. I'm still worthy of love. I'm still worthy of affection. I'm still worthy of attention. So right. it's like, I'll just chalk it up to the universe sending me lessons so that I love myself deeper. But yeah. also taking Chinese herbs. Yeah. You know, it's weird, actually. I work with this woman who has an IUD and also has gotten really bad acne recently. Does she have a hormonal one though? Like so Marina or something? I think so. And so I've what she's taking that. to counteract that is like rose hips or rose. Mm-hmm. Something with rose. Yeah, rose hip oil or something. <laughs> some type of oil, some type of flower, yeah, some I, type to of be, thing. To clarify, I have a non-hormonal IUD. I have the Paragard. So I'm not okay. getting any like synthetic hormones. But I have read online because i googled like kim paragard give you acne and basically everyone was like no yeah um but the ones that have hormones they say that makes so much sense cystic acne can be a a cause of that so yeah it's rough it's you know it's it's a cycle it's not going to be here forever right and it's god doesn't give you anything you can't handle true that's my perspective you don't have to believe in god (laughs) that's where i'm at so, um, Rachel, what's up with you and your hormones? Okay. So I recently went to the gynecologist because I take hormonal birth control pills each day. And pretty much all my friends give me shit. They're like, this is medieval. Like, what are you doing? Like, we have so many other options where you're taking a pill every day. The pill has never bothered me. 
Mm-hmm. I wake up every day, even on the weekends. I wake up at 6.03. I take my pills. I go on with my life. I do realize when I travel that I am like paranoid about them because I want to make sure that I have them with me. And I know that's like a stigma with pills where you're like, okay, that's like the biggest thing is remembering to take them. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like those migraines I've been getting have got to be hormonally connected. So I went to the gynecologist. First of all, this place is fucked. I go there and there, it's like standing room only. Jesus. And I'm like, what is going on? And I made this joke about them giving away free babies. And the lady was like, mm, not funny. And uh, I flat out was like, oh, yeah. I see that now. I see it. Yeah. But thankfully, I sign in. And the second I sit down, they're like, Rachel. They call me back. I'm like, this is great. Bye. I go into the bathroom. First of all, there's like, <laughs> I've like, I have bad, like, memories at this place the first time i went there i had to pee in a cup and yeah. the lady was like oh there's cups on the counter and i was like okay and i didn't see like the cups the plastic lids that you oh, seal no. i saw like little um dixie cups with no. zoo animals no and i was like i don't know budget cuts there's like they don't have enough money to go around so i peed in this tiny zebra covered cup and i come out of the bathroom and the lady was like what what are you doing and i was like the cups were on the counter and she was like the cups are in the counter and i open the counter and there's the plastic cups of the lids did you pour your pee from- i definitely did because i peed it all out i had right. none left to give so i was like okay okay so that's the last time i was there so then i go back there now side note now they do use dixie cups there were no plastic cups so i don't know if they saw what i did and were like wow Let's start a movement. They didn't. Let's save money. No offense. Why are we wasting all this money on plastic cups? Well, we have women that'll just pee in Dixie cups. <laughs> so I go in there. There are Dixie cups. Anyway. So I pee. I go, I love my gynecologist. She's so much fun. She's like a couple years older than me. She's like real chill and cool. But pretty much the options she laid on me fucking suck. It was like, okay, hormonal birth control pill that you take every single day. Mm-hmm. That sucks. That's what I'm already doing. Mm-hmm. The other option is take, is it progesterone? Progesterone? That is a hormone. I don't, okay. I don't. Have progesterone? A, progesterone. Progesterone. But I, I, I don't know. Maybe right? there's a birth control. Like, controlled. So yeah, you can take one that's just that. Okay. That was my other option. Still wake up every single morning, but then you might not get the hormonal migraines is what I was told. The downside of that one is you can get your period when the fuck ever. It could just show up whenever. That one does not regulate your cycle at all. Hmm. What what regulates your cycle is the estrogen. So right. if you're just taking progesterone, it doesn't regulate your cycle. The other option was the shot every three months in your butt. And at first I was like, oh, yeah, just do do me dirty. Give me that one. And she's like, well, most women see weight gain with that one. And immediately I was like, never mind. The IUD, which... I don't know everyone's experience, but I w- women in my life have not had good experiences with it. Okay. And so I'm, like, scared. And I also mm. just don't like the idea of something being, like, inside me. I feel that. Right? Like, something about me, I'm like, that's not my scene. Even though that was one she was suggesting the most. She's like, that is the most effective form. Because birth control pills are only, like, 93% effective. Yeah. Or I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. So then the other option she gave me was an implant. That's like the size of a blade of rice and they put it in your arm and you have to choose either three years or five years, I believe. Mm-hmm. Not a doctor. Not totally sure. It was only half listening when she was talking to me. 
And it's like, I don't think I want that either. And they said the problem with that is sometimes like your body can reject them. Yeah. Kind of like a tattoo or like, you know, an implant or something like that where it'll just like start to like bump and like shift. Like when you get a piercing. Yeah, exactly. It be there. So like I left being like, cool, no options. Mm-hmm. And I'm just continuing to take hormonal birth control. So I paid like a $60 copay to just leave and continue my life. Right. Because she's she gave me a prescription for the progesterone. And the second I realized that it wasn't going to regulate my cycle and I get a period whenever, I was like, I don't want that. I don't want that at all. Okay. So there's like no, I pretty much left like feeling kind of defeated where I was like, there's no option that sounds good. Well, fertility awareness method. I know that's your jam. It is. And you have this chart with dots and it looks like mountains and it's very beautiful. Thank you. I just feel like, I couldn't keep up with something like that. To be fair, which I've been may be keep- a stigma with it, but I've been keeping up with it, and I still haven't taken out my IUD. So yeah, like wasn't that like a part of your process where you're like, okay, I'm gonna see how this goes. I'm first. gonna see if I'm ovulating. Yeah, and see if I'm getting because when you ovulate, you get progesterone, mm-hmm. which helps with like stress and that kind of stuff. It's like very good for you to be ovulating during your reproductive years. Yeah, it which, makes sense. Yeah, but I just I left kind of like frustrated because I was like, okay, so. I have an option that's going to make me and like the thing is to everyone's body so different yeah. or some of the options like like well this one causes cramps in people and this one the causes paragraph. weight gain and this yeah. one causes headaches and this one causes bloating. I was like this is just I felt like really like unfair because mm-hmm. I'm like okay where's the accountability on anyone else but me. So mm-hmm. like I'm potentially you know and not just me but, like every woman who's in the situation. I'm living in a world where, like, okay, I may get this, like, yeah, I may have this, like, crazy migraine at any fucking moment. I just, like, need to be prepared for it to, like, go down. Or there's women who, like, end up gaining 10, 15 pounds for the sake of, like, protecting their body and, like, not wanting to, like, have babies at a current time, you know? So it's just, like, I just left and was, like, fuck this. Yeah. I was just pissed. It is frustrating. And I can't remember if we talked about this during the period episode or not but like women are fertile two to three days out of the month oh and they have like tons of options for birth control none of them being that great yeah men are fertile every second of their life from the moment they start puberty until they fucking die (laughs) and they have like three birth control options i just feel like the the weight should be spread sometimes i feel like i'm like carrying it and i'm like why am I doing this so by that myself? You don't have a baby in your womb. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. Yeah. And it's interesting with hormones because they're so hidden. Like you have these symptoms and you're like, is this hormonal? Yeah. And like, you know, it's just a guessing game. Like you yeah. said, like with your skin, I get this, I get like cystic acne around my ovulation around my period and those are like the zits where it's like you can't pop them you can't do anything like deep and painful and last this last period i had like an illuminati triangle shape of zits on my chin and i was like that's fun that's cool now and i'll just i'll just walk around with that and deal with that and like you said small potatoes in the scheme of life right but also like i just really fucking wish there was an option that was like realistic that didn't have all these crazy side effects because there's also like with hormonal birth control there's the potential like that it could fuck with like your chances of having a kid at some point if you take it for too long i've been taking it forever so the fertility awareness method is a great option 
it just yeah it just takes a lot of accountability yeah and it takes it really takes being very in tune with your body and being really diligent and i think i mean i've been charting and i think when i'm ready i'm gonna take that plunge and like take out my iud yeah and just start knowing when i need to have protected sex and whatnot so there is an option but you're right it's not mindless yeah. iud is mindless but if i'm not ovulating like that concerns me and so yeah there's just yeah. there doesn't seem to be any option where there's not a con a con yeah Pro- there's, there's no obvious cons. choice every what are, your, what are your priorities essentially yeah. you're like oh is it fine being nauseous or is it fine you know potentially gaining some weight or like dealing with my skin like there's just it's a bummer and i get it like i think that there's like levels being pushed in the industry where they are exploring other options and mm-hmm. you know different things like that but for right now, I just left and I was like, fuck this. I'm sorry. I know. It's a bummer. But like, we're all just like dealing with it, you know? Freaking hormones. Could be man. way worse. It could. It could. But, you know, that's. So hopefully our goal is to get an interview with a women's hormonal health coach to yeah. like have her really drop some some good inf. Because really, I feel like I went in with no information and left with so much that I really didn't know what to do with it. So I was yeah. like, yeah, I'll just take the one I'm taking. And if I get a migraine, I'll just take a migraine medication for it right we'll figure it out right. we're figuring it out we'll do it together oh mm-hmm. how beautiful right the last thing we want to talk about before we wrap it up is that our goal as a podcast is continuing to grow and shift and, and change sh- yeah and yeah. We're, we're really discovering moment by moment what this podcast even is to us and through our engagement with our online spaces already we've come into contact and discovered different um, organizations different like um, amazing people amazing people who are doing incredible work when it comes to periods and so we want to use our podcast as a platform to just spotlight yeah put a spotlight on um, these people and these organizations that are doing really incredible work Um, it's like we just said we're all in this together so it's like yeah i feel like social media is like neither of our like passions necessarily we're like learning and we're figuring out and it's fun to like share and honestly i forgot that like people would connect with us which is like amazing so silly for me to be like oh and we get all these comments all these people like sharing and posting Mm -hmm. it's really fucking cool it is so the first the first organization in person that we want to spotlight is um, the organization, a nonprofit called Period. Yes. Founded by Nadia Okamoto. Yes. Um, Rachel, can you tell us a little bit about what you've learned about uh, Period? Yeah. So I checked out their site. We both are reading her book, Mm -hmm. her book, Period Power, which is so good. I, okay, I say reading. (laughs) I'm listening to it. Because I, I drive a lot, and yeah. I like the sound of her voice. Me too. But so pretty much the mission of her organization is to provide menstrual products for people that have limited access. So that could be schools, that could be homeless people, which, like, honestly and ignorantly, I didn't even think about. Right. Which I think is a huge problem. Yeah. Like, of course, like I am sitting here being like, I get a zit. Mm-hmm. And there's like women who are like making pads out of cardboard. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, that's cute. Yeah, exactly. You know, 
But um, yeah, so her mission is to end the mission of the organization is to end period poverty and period stigma. Yeah. Which is so important because a lot of um, people experiencing homelessness won't even ask for period products at shelters and things because of the stigma. And so just like part of their mission, which I think is really important is just making like periods aren't a, a female, a female issue or a woman issue. It's a human issue. Yeah. Which I think is just, really powerful agreed and she like spotlights that and at one point one statistic that really jumped out of me in the book was she said that um you know of course homeless shelters ask for sanitary things of that nature like toilet paper paper towels stuff like that only six percent of people that donate even donate tampons and pads that's like not something that i think people think about yeah right like people donate socks and underwear which of course like are needed as well Mm -hmm. and not any less important like honestly, I just hadn't even thought. I know of donating something like that, right? Um, and so this this organization this organization is awesome. They have lots of chapters all over the country at a lot of universities and in different cities. Um, but they have three like programs essentially. Yeah, like branches, I guess. Yeah. Um, so they have uh, the period talk, which educates communities. And facilitates conversations to empower menstruators. Right. And um, then I liked um, her other one was Cup and Cloth. Love it. Which I was like, I should have yeah. attended one of these before I went in the menstrual cup experience. But it's an hour-long educational workshop on how to care for cloth pads and menstrual cups. Because if you think about it, a menstrual cup could potentially be like really helpful if you don't have the... Find the the money yeah. to be buying pe- like um, disposable yeah. products every month. Well, and like that was one thing she kept mentioning was that there are so many people that have to make the conscious choice. Okay, am I going to eat or am I going to take care of my period? Yeah. And like one thing that really hit a nerve with me in the book was that this one woman that they had interviewed said that you know she was homeless and having her period, she would choose just to not move. that it was easier to like not move because then you wouldn't shift it you wouldn't like you know elevate your flow or anything it was easy for her not to move for an extended period of time than to take that financial burden of like buying tampons because like you think about how much does a box of tampons cost like anywhere from five to nine dollars depending on if you want something synthetic or organic yeah yeah where it's like that's like a decent amount of food, especially if you're like trying to support a family, if there's other people involved, yeah. like, yeah, yeah, that's, and also like, there's a lot of like, like there, she mentioned that periods are the number one reason why girls in developing countries drop out of school. Um, or I should say menstruators, uh, drop out of school. Cause depending on what you identify as, which is another thing that she mentions is the book yeah. is talking about how her activism has grown, Um, and that she, and this is something we've talked about having this podcast is like, not just people who identify as women get their period. Like if they're born and I, they have female, uh, biological, like female Mm -hmm. organs, you know, they have a period, but they might not identify as a woman. Yeah. Um, so yeah, menstruators, I thought was a good word that she used as people who menstruate. Um, but yeah, her book is really cool um, because one, you can download it on Audible for free. For, yeah. If you have, don't have Audible already, you can get a free trial. Um, or if you do have Audible, 
that's one of the books that you can download and listen to she has a great reading voice yeah she (laughs) she really does um but it's like a really educational book um that like really just like educates you yeah about like your parts like about the different parts of like she talks about like the menstrual cycle versus like your period she talks about like menarche yeah just like beginning your period i mean she she tells you like how much blood you'll experience in a period this would have been super helpful for me (laughs) when i first when i experienced menarche right because that's what i was thinking the whole time i was listening Mm -hmm. to it i was like oh my god like okay so here i am like i've had my period for a, a good while you know like i think in my head that i understand my body and i know how to tend to my period and my needs and each chapter I was like what the fuck like I kept over and over being like (laughs) I so what I was doing is I was listening to it in my car and then I was taking voice memos I found myself pausing it almost like every three minute increments and like recording a voice memo just to be like whoa because I it's so informational yeah and there's so much stuff in there that I had honestly never heard of. But really digestible and like easy to understand. Yeah, and not boring at all. I would recommend it to any menstruator, whether you're just starting out or you're trying to get more in touch with your body. Um, a fun fact that we learned in the book is that over the period of your lifetime, a menstruator will spend $18,000 on period products for about 456 which is a car like what (laughs) that's a that is a lot of money that people who do not menstruate don't have to spend yeah very interesting which is another part of periods um the organization periods their advocacy is eliminating the period tax Mm -hmm. um which is like tax on tampons and and pads because they're considered a luxury item where because, by the way, there's currently no sales tax on Viagra or Rogaine Dude. that there is on tampons and pads. It was weird because when she mentioned the policy stuff, I was like, okay, here we go. And then I thought, okay, tampons, that's obvious. And at one point she was like, well, even think of like a haircut. Like how much more a haircut. And so at one point she was like expanding into like a pink tax type of thing where like the things that women are taxed on higher mm-hmm. i was like oh my god you're right my boyfriend gets his hair cut for like eight dollars mm-hmm. and i leave and they're like eighty thousand dollars please and i just got like a light trim it looks it'll so fucking like, insane when i leave 60 bucks yeah yeah it's like how mm-hmm. but nadia contacted us on instagram and we're just like blown away by the work she's doing mm-hmm. i'm so excited to keep just going through the book and keep learning more about her organization because what she's doing is like beautiful. It is. Like and truly props. And her part of her mission is um, just involving youth and getting the youth into advocacy yeah. because we are the future. Mm-hmm. Um, the youth is the future. I mean, she's like going to Harvard and yeah. like is expected to graduate in 2020 and like already has started a nonprofit and written a book. So like she's just great and like amazing. Killing it. Um and I we have felt inspired to step up our activism. Mm-hmm. The last thing we'll talk about with this organization is that they also um they have termed the the coin the coin they've turned the coin <laughs> they've coined the term um period party. Mm-hmm. And so you can host a period party where you 
have people show up, have them bring tampons, pads, cups, whatever, different, different period products. And, um, they'll send you like all the supplies you need to like bag up these to get them out to, so I think it's like nine tampons and six pads or something. Um, and they'll put like notes in there and stickers and whatever. And then you know, everybody kind of comes together to create these bags together and then you can drop them off at a homeless shelter or, you know, a school or wherever, a place of need. Yeah. Um, so Rachel and I are going to be hosting our first period party in the next couple months and we hope to host one quarterly as a way to, yeah, just like, she's she's made it so easy. She's yeah. laid it oh, out. Yeah. It's She's made it so clear that it doesn't take a lot. You could do this with your group of friends like you easily this is not girls yeah not or couple people whatever like you could do this at christmas like you could ask for at your birthday party that people bring tampons like Like, whatever you could just when you get yourself a box of tampons get an extra one yeah that's true i'm so excited honestly when when we first learned about her and her organization and everything she's been doing that was what i clicked with right away I was like, oh, cool. So we could easily find a space. We could find the people and just really embrace this. And just the the opportunity to take her movement, the podcast, our basic like human connections and expand it. I'm like, I'm honestly like super stoked on it. Yeah. It's like, that's exciting. really cool. It's it's just really cool to know and think that like her work has inspired us. And yeah, so it's a hope, ripple effect. We hope it inspires you and we are trying to use this platform as a way to like push that forward. Yeah, check her out. Her website's period.org. Yep. Plain and simple. Like see if you are interested in starting a chapter in your local community. Yeah. It's super easy. They have the workshops that can be hosted, have a period party. Yeah. It's so easy and such like a a beautiful thing to do for someone that's like really in need and you can donate on their website they say that two dollars pays for an entire menstrual phase so for just two dollars you can support uh menstruators um period um which is not a lot of money you spend more money at a coffee shop oh yeah um and to um just to repeat, her, the book she's written is called Period Power, a Manifesto for the Menstrual Movement, and her name is Nadia Okamoto. Yeah, check it out. It's so good. Honestly, yeah. it's changing the game. And we're both talking about this with like smiles on our yeah. faces, which is really cute. Yeah, thank you, I'm Nadia, stoked for your work. Thank you so much. You're amazing. I'd love to study your birth chart. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I want to study that chart. Like, what? Let me see the activism. Like, soak up the energy. Right. Let me see. <laughs> I want to see what where your planets are. Yeah, dude. She's killing it. Yes, she is. Anyway, that's been another episode of Life Cycles. The period podcast. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Life Cycles Podcast, Life Cycles Pod, and you can email us at lifecyclespodcast at gmail.com. Please do. We're having so much fun connecting with people. Yeah. Like, that's been really cool. So, like, please hit us up. All right. See you guys next week. Bye.